For the second series in a row, the Giants win two out of three, but lose on getaway day. So it's maybe it feels a little bit more disappointing than it should. You're winning a series. That's great. And a couple of significant things happened over the weekend. I thought a certain Giants player became indispensable. And the Giants also picked up a very interesting player off waivers. So we'll talk about all of that next. You are locked on Giants. Your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And where we start is looking back at the weekend, kind of three things we learned. And the number one thing for me that we learned, and we've talked about this a lot, but uh, Luis Gonzalez is the guy I said became indispensable over the weekend. And for whatever reason, and I noticed that Grant Brisby also wrote an article about Luis Gonzalez this weekend and kind of came to the same conclusion. So I don't know. It's just interesting that like a certain tipping point appeared to be reached. And I agree with that, uh, that he's just done enough consistently enough that I'm just kind of sold is a little bit of a strong word, but pretty convinced that he is a guy who's going to be able to continue to hit major league pitching. And I know a lot of fans are probably thinking, I knew this right away. Well, congratulations. But a lot of players, and and actually, interestingly, we're going to talk about another guy who had an extremely hot start and then fizzled out, and the Giants just picked him up. But he was so good early on, and then he just completely fell apart. And we'll get to him later. But he's just a perfect example of what I'm saying. Some guys are just great early on and then it doesn't work out. But with Gonzalez, I'm not saying he's going to be this good. I still think there's room to fall in some categories. But some some of the keys that I talked about for Gonzalez is that he needs to hit for some more power, which he started to do. He hit a home run in the first game of the series, leading off the game for the Giants. And he hit a triple on Sunday. He had a big double that could have been a triple if slow Evan Longoria wasn't in front of him on the bases on Saturday. So he has started hitting for more power. And he even talked about it when he was asked about the home run he hit that he's been working on trying to drive the ball more. And so I think that they, the Giants see what I'm seeing when I say he's got to hit for some more power. And also if he were to walk more, that would also help his case. Because what I see is a batting average that's probably going to fall a little bit more But that's fine as long as you have a solid, healthy walk rate and you hit for power when you're getting your hits. If you're just a singles hitter and your average starts to dip and everything falls along with it, that becomes an issue. But 
he can afford to lose some batting average if he's walking and hitting for power. And I see in the numbers that the batting average will probably continue to come down. I said it was going to dip below 300 when he was at like 333. Now he's at 303 and I think it's going to probably dip more. I would anticipate, I said 290 and I'm kind of still seeing maybe a guy who's going to get to 290 and stabilize there perhaps. I don't know how far the average on balls in play is going to fall, but it's at 364. That's really high, but he seems to be a guy who can sport or run a high average on balls in play. But the question is how high, and that is something we need to see more of. But clearly, the dude can play, right? All of that is just mumbo jumbo, but the dude can play baseball. And that's what I like about him too, is that he does it all, right? And and his, I've talked about this all season. I just like his energy and youthful enthusiasm and he just loves playing baseball and you can see it and it's a it's a breath of fresh air and he has certainly been a breath of fresh air for the Giants and this is all coming from like when I say he's indispensable the fact that Lamont Wade Jr. has started a rehab assignment and is close to being ready to come back and the question is how do you fit Wade Jr. onto the roster there aren't a lot of possibilities because there's only three position players who can be optioned on the current Giants and that's Gonzalez, Yastrzemski, and Slater. Slater is not going to be the guy. I know some people jump to Slater there, but he's kind of indispensable as a option against left-handed pitching. Like if they got rid of Slater, it would cause all kinds of ripple effect problems that they don't want to have. And I agree 100% that they shouldn't option Austin Slater. And obviously Mike Yastrzemski is not getting optioned. And so Gonzalez kind of fell victim to this earlier in the year, but the tipping point was reached where I really think that they are going to not send him down. Although, I just want to point out, I would not be 100% shocked if they did it, simply because they're in a tough spot. It is not easy to determine what they would do. So the only other possibilities, you either option a pitcher or you know, DFA a pitcher, like just get a pitcher off of your major league roster. The problem with that is that they would then have 14 position players and 12 pitchers. And I don't see them wanting to do that at all because they, they, you know, a lot of their pitchers right now, like Cobb, he was only able to throw 60 pitches yesterday coming back from his injury. Anthony DiSclefani is probably going to come back on Tuesday and I'm not sure they want him throwing 110 pitches. So they, they need relievers. And so just running with a short bullpen, I'm not sure it's something they want to do in the long term. It is possible. It's something they do for like a game or two here and there, but it's not something they're just going to go with for the rest of the season. There's no way, or even for a month, it's just not going to happen. And so the only other possibility then in that case, if you're not sent, if it's not going to 12 pitchers, if it's not optioning Gonzalez, Yastrzemski or Slater, the only other move is like DFA or an IL for some position player currently on the active roster. And so I've come come around to like Longoria or Listella. I think one of them, uh, people have asked about a DFA of Evan Longoria and, and I'm just going to entertain that possibility because it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. The problem is he's doing okay. And when I say the problem, I mean, the reason they wouldn't do that is that he did well last year. He's doing okay. If you look at some of the underlying numbers, actually, they're still pretty encouraging. And so I'm not sure they're going to give up on a guy who's got, he's a major leaguer. He's got 
the potential to be a really good defender. It hasn't been that way this year so far, but I think they believe in his defensive skills. I'm not sure that they would want to lose that. And so I think an IL stint, because he hasn't been able to play in the field much, right, because of the injury he's been nursing. So I think that if it were today that maybe you just put Longoria on the injured list, position players are still guys who can be put on the IL for 10 days. Pitchers are now 15 days, which Cobb, Alex Cobb was talking about is a stupid new rule. It was 15 for a long time, and then it was 10, and then they switched it back to 15 for pitchers to avoid roster manipulation, kind of exactly what I'm talking about, just putting a pitcher on the injured list for 10 days to kind of solve your roster issues. And it's basically just like skipping one start because you miss that fifth day and then the next fifth day is the 10th day and then they come off the IL. So yeah, it it hurts a team like the Giants and that's why they put this rule in place was to avoid the manipulation of the roster like the Giants would possibly do. But for position players, they could still do this, like put Longoria on the IL for 10 days and hope this, the problem has a way of resolving itself, which it always seems to do. Like all this might be worth nothing. Like if in a couple days somebody gets hurt and then it's just an easy solution. So anyway, coming up next, I want to talk about the player who was that I was alluding to, who was so interesting, who had that fantastic start to his major league career and then fizzled out. Well, the Giants just picked him up and he is interesting. So we are going to talk about him in just a second. But first, our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to see what all the hype was about. Well, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of the things. It's lifestyle friendly as well, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and importantly to me, contains less than one gram of sugar. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, as promised, we're going to talk about the Yerminator. Now, some of you are like, who the heck is the Yerminator? Well, he's a guy who could be on the San Francisco Giants roster tonight. It is possible Alex Pavlovich has uh, speculated about that, and I think he's probably spot on. So I've been refreshing Twitter trying to get an update about this. See a lineup, see if the Giants made a roster move. So I'll keep doing that as we move forward here as we're going to talk about the Yerminator. One live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA Draft Night. So if you have a favorite NBA team, hello, yes you do, go Warriors, having their parade right now. Uh, Make sure you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you can get notified when they go live on NBA Draft Night. Anyway, the Yerminator, as I refresh Twitter, seeing if the Giants made any roster moves, we'll, we'll, continue to, <laughs> we'll continue to update you there. 
as we go, and I don't see anything yet, but the Giants picked up your mean Mercedes off waivers from the Chicago White Sox. And so your mean Mercedes, like the, the kind of big thing to know when we talk about your mean Mercedes is what I said. It's how well he started off his major league career in April of 2021. And there's this whole fascinating story there, but suffice to say, like he was rookie of the month, just like Luis Gonzalez, there's a lot of parallels in a way, and he's coming from the White Sox, as did Luis Gonzalez. So I'm not trying to like say that there's some kind of divine meaning to all this, but it is interesting parallels that he was rookie of the month, just like Gonzalez was for the Giants. But for Mercedes, it was in April 2021. In this month of April, 92 plate appearances, he hit 395 with a 435 on base and 628 slugging a 190 weighted runs created plus like that's just that's not just rookie of the month type numbers that's the type of numbers that'll get you player of the month and he may have been or he may have been close but I mean man those are just eye-popping numbers much better than what Luis Gonzalez did in his rookie of the month month so that's an example, right? When I was saying, well, so, some of you may have been saying right away you knew about Luis Gonzalez. Well, if you were watching Your Mean Mercedes during this stretch of time, I was on board like thinking, wow, this guy has just come out of nowhere and established himself as a very good player, at least a very good hitter. We'll talk about his defensive woes in a minute. But uh, I mean, it's hard to see a guy hit 395, 435 on base, 628 slugging and conclude anything less than he's awesome. But he fizzled out after that. Like if I search, I'm going to look at what did he do after that uh, point of time. And after that, he had a 50 weighted runs created plus in 174 plate appearances. He hit 196 with a 264 on base and 272 slugging. So it didn't go well after that. But like I'm always saying, we kind of look at the big picture here on Locked on Giants. And so the overall numbers for him in his major league career, 270 average, 327 on base, 402 slugging. But specifically against left-handed pitching, we are looking at a small sample of 70 plate appearances. So I don't think that this is like, okay, this is what he is and this is gospel. But against lefties, even though the overall numbers turned out to be just mediocre, despite the ridiculously hot April, he, against left-handed pitching in his career, has hit 338. 386 on base, 523 slugging, a 147 weighted runs created plus. And the thing about Mercedes is that he also makes a ton of contact. Like he is, he's a guy who doesn't strike out a lot. And he is, he's a guy, like if you read the scouting reports on him, they think, at least I read the Fangraphs report from, it was either Kylie McDaniel or Eric Longenhagen. And the, the analysis on Mercedes was that he's, he can hit. And he could potentially be an impact bat, but he's defensively limited. He's not really a guy who should even see the field is what they had to say about him. Like if you look at the, um, you know, the 20 to 80 scouting scale, 20 being the worst, 80 being the best, they've got his fielding as a 20. So like, do not play in the field under any circumstances. That's kind of what, what I see there when I see the 20. And they wrote about how, you know, having no DH in the National League kind of hurt his value in a way because they couldn't, if he wasn't a fit on the White Sox, he wouldn't be able to be traded to a National League team. Well, that's not the case anymore. And so anyway, he was DFA'd 
by the White Sox. There's more to the story, actually. Let me complete the story, which is that Mercedes, legend has it that this is what ruined him. But I uh, obviously, I don't think that this ruined him, but it's noteworthy. He played for Tony La Russa, and Tony La Russa is out here managing the White Sox, and it is a bad scene. Like, he just... With all due respect to Tony LaRussa, who was a great manager during his time, I think he's a little bit or a lot bit out of place managing in 2022 and especially managing that fun, exciting kind of against the unwritten rules type White Sox team. And he's just come in and had some notable blunders with his own players. And Mercedes was no exception. So Mercedes was out here having this great start, like I said, and There was a game in which the White Sox were leading like 16-4, to 14-6. It was a blowout, and I think it was the ninth inning. And they had a position player pitching, the Twins did. Mercedes was hitting, and the guy was throwing like lollipops, like the Luis Gonzalez lollipop 40-mile-an-hour floater pitch. And it was a 3-0 count, and... Mercedes swung at a pitch that was like 42 miles an hour on a 3-0 pitch in this blowout game in the ninth inning and hit a home run and whatever, right? Like if you're a Giants fan, you're like, that's awesome. But Tony La Russa was so upset about his own player swinging on 3-0 in a blowout with a position player on the mound. And he went out of his way to like talk about this to the media and throw his own player completely under the bus and say it was unacceptable and that he called the twins and apologized personally and he was ready to run out there on the field and prevent Mercedes from swinging the bat and he was like so he he was so upset that Mercedes would disrespect the opponent like that dude the twins had uh, Williams Astudio who's not a pitcher a position player on the mound throwing 40 mile an hour floaters that's that's not disrespecting the game but the guy who actually swung to me it's like pace of play swing the bat don't be looking for a walk that's more i think it's completely appropriate kind of regardless of the unwritten rules maybe a different story if it's like a pitcher a rookie pitcher out there fighting for his major league life but no it's not a different story because Mercedes is fighting for his major league life and you you got to put up numbers that's how you're ultimately paid is they look at the numbers they don't look at like the home run that Gonzalez hit against Pujols that's in the permanent record and you take it when you get it and so anyway that's part of the story and then legend has it it like ruined Mercedes confidence he was shortly thereafter kind of option to the minor leagues I don't know exactly when that happened versus when he started to struggle and when he was optioned, but he was optioned and then he like announced his retirement on Instagram, but then he was asked about it and he said, never mind. So, and anyway, when the Giants claimed him off waivers, there's an Instagram video that your mean Mercedes put out of him like shirtless dancing in his yard with champagne and a hose being sprayed on him, uh, playing some festive music and he's just celebrating basically that he's not on the in the White Sox organization any longer and it's the perfect team to play for if the Giants do give him a shot and they let him be himself it's the perfect organization to play for because there's gonna be none of that garbage about oh don't swing on a 3-0 pitch with a position player on the mound and a blowout so stupid and Yermi Mercedes is gonna have fun he is a fun loving guy and uh, Gabe Kapler is not going to have a problem with that I promise you 
he has minor league options. So the Giants pick him up off waivers and they send him to AAA. But the speculation from Alex Pavlovich, and I agree and why I'm refreshing Twitter, is that the Giants face a tough left-handed pitcher tonight in Max Fried. He's very good. And do the Giants option a pitcher for one day and uh, activate Yermin Mercedes for this game and put him at DH? I think it is a distinct possibility. Again, it's a very tough opponent in Max Fried, and you want as much right-handed help as you can get. So I think it is definitely possible that we see that. And then you could send him down the next day and activate Tony DiSclefani, which they're going to do on Tuesday. He's probably going to start that game. So coming up next, we'll continue to discuss that and talk about uh, this upcoming series against the defending world champion Braves, recently winners of 14 straight games. So we'll get you set for that series in just a second. But first, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Recently, I saw the odds of the next manager to be fired, and we were just talking about Tony LaRussa. He was far and away the number one favorite, so to speak, in terms of who's the next major league manager to be fired. It was interesting to see where Gabe Kapler ranked, which the odds were not very likely that Kapler is going to be fired, but check it out. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, as promised, I want to get you set for the Atlanta Braves. This is a critical series in a way. Uh, considering where the San Francisco Giants are in the standings, where the Braves are in the standings, and that it's a really tough opponent. It's on the road, and you're looking at nasty weather. Last I heard, it was going to be like over 100 degrees every day and humidity as well, and you're facing a good team. And so it can be tough, and it's a four-game series. That's part of what is critical about this series is that you've got to play four in Atlanta here, and it's a little bit unfortunate. It seems like whenever the Giants have a four-game series, it's against a good team really good team. The Giants have a couple of four-game series against the Dodgers in July and August. They've got this four-gamer against the Braves in Atlanta. Maybe that's just me like feeling bad for myself, but that it just does seem that way. So anyway, your mean Mercedes, I think it's a distinct possibility. The way you do it, I guess, is that you would option a pitcher, like I'm thinking, I don't know, Zach Littell. They optioned Mauricio Yovera to get Alex Cobb back onto the roster, which I believe, yeah, I mean, that that kept them at 13 pitchers. But so when I look at their bullpen, yeah, right now they've got four starting pitchers, which would mean they have nine relievers. And the guys who can be optioned, Sam Long, who just pitched a few innings, so he could be a candidate, Zach Littell. And I mean, Tyler Rogers has struggled, but I don't think they're going to option him. They continue to believe in him for good reason, in my opinion. So I think Sam Long could be a candidate, especially if they don't think they're going to need a bullpen game, which they won't because Cobb is back and DeSclafani is supposed to be back on Tuesday. So you could option Sam Long, call up your mean Mercedes, and then tomorrow option your mean Mercedes and call up Tony DeSclafani to make the start. 
So I think that's what they're going to do. And credit to Alex Pavlovich for saying that first and coming. Yeah, he he was the first to kind of point that out. And I think he's right. So previewing the rest of the series, it's going to be tough sledding. And like I said, you're facing a tough lefty in Max Freed tonight. And it's a great pitching matchup with Logan Webb against Max Freed. It's funny because I was looking at Freed's numbers and I was like, man, the numbers remind me of Logan Webb. Not saying that, I mean, that one's a, Freed is a lefty, Webb is a righty, but sinkers and ground balls and low average launch angles and not a ton of strikeouts, but really good command, doesn't walk many people and keeps the ball on the ground. So the fact that it's Webb versus Freed is kind of cool. And I think that it's a really good pitching matchup. And the Giants' offense, which has not really been able to break through, is going to face some tough pitching in this series. So you're going to see Freed tonight. And then projecting forward, you're probably going to see, who is it? You're going to see Spencer Strider, who's having like a breakout type of season with the Atlanta Braves. He is a rookie. He's pitched out of the bullpen a lot, but he has been dominant. And he is going to make the start. For the Braves, he's made four starts this season. I don't know if that was kind of in an opener capacity or what, but he's pitched in 15 games and only four of them are starts. But I think he's pitched well enough that they're just putting him into the rotation because of how good he's been. And he's a right-handed pitcher, but he's nasty. I think he throws 100 plus so that you're going to have your hands full there. And then after that, you're facing Charlie Morton, who hasn't had a great season, but is a good pitcher and has recently been one of the better, more consistent pitchers in the game. And then Kyle Wright, another guy who's had kind of a breakout season for the Braves, would go in the fourth game, and he's been excellent as well. So you're going to face some good starting pitching, and you're going to have to grind. And the Atlanta bullpen, just kind of eyeballing it. They do have Kenley Jansen, which is going to be weird for Giants fans to see. They do have Will Smith, former Giant. But I think that there are some some weaker spots in the pen at certain moments. So if you can get these starters out of the game early, I think that that's your best shot for kind of overcoming the Braves. And just speaking to their lineup a little bit, they're very right-handed right now. They only have two left-handed hitters in their projected kind of lineup here in Matt Olson, who's obviously one of the better left-handed hitters in the game. And then Michael Harris, the second, who is not uh, even a well-known Player And so it's very right-handed. They've got Acuna, Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, Travis Darnot, Ozuna, Duvall. So very right-handed lineup. So the fact that the Giants can throw out Logan Webb and Di Sclafani, but then Carlos Rodon, a lefty, and Alex Wood, that's a vulnerable kind of matchup. Alex Wood against this lineup is a little bit vulnerable, but Rodon, he's capable of going out there and dominating any time. And so for the Giants, I think that if you can split this series, you would absolutely 100% take that. And obviously anything better than that is great. Anything worse than that. And just don't get swept. It's the same thing I said against LA. If you lose three out of four, that that stinks and it's not ideal, but just don't get swept. You got to find a way to win one or two games at least. So in the wildcard standings, the Giants and the Braves are technically tied, although the Giants are percentage points ahead of the Braves because they've played a different number of games and the Giants record is technically percentage points better. And both teams have just a half a game edge over the Brewers and the Cardinals who are tied for first. And so one of those teams is leading the division, essentially. So you're not really half a game over two teams, you're half a game over whichever team falls behind. And then they're 
uh, two and a half games ahead of the next team, the Phillies. And so the Giants and Braves are kind of fighting for position here. Giants are two and a half back of the Padres who lead that wild card mix. And then in the division, the Giants are only three games back. So the Giants are right in the thick of all of these races. But this is an important series. If you can win three out of four, you know, dreaming, if you can sweep this series, which is very unlikely, then you, you just put yourself in great position. So this is kind of a significant series for me. So I'll be watching uh, what the Giants are able to do. And it starts tonight at four o'clock Pacific. So anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen. The first picks of the NBA Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft to get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey experts, and the draft experts of the Locked on NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. Once again, I'm Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, smash that thumbs up button, five-star button, whatever you can do to help me out. I would greatly appreciate it. So thank you in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. Can't wait to be with you again tomorrow talking about this really cool matchup tonight. So thanks again for listening, and stay Locked on Giants.